Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Um, this is Michael. It is Friday, July 24th, 2020. And my typical co-host, Robin, is not going to be able to join us for this show, so it's just me and my guest, who is Dom Holland. Dom, Dom welcome to Drive Through HR. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. I, uh, it's a beautiful, overcast, and, and mildly cool day here in San Francisco. <laughs> it, it is exactly the opposite here in Lakeland, Florida, which is near Tampa. It's 96. 92 uh, temperature wise and pretty close to that humidity. So it's, oh, sounds uh, like heaven. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like, and if I was in San Francisco right now, I'd be like, oh, it's so cool and relax. Anyway, yeah. So Dom, um, since Robin's not here, I mean, that's that's our version of witty banter for the show. Um, but <laughs> for our listeners who want to hear you uh, and learn a little bit about who you are and what you do, why don't you yep. introduce our, introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. So, uh, so first of all, I'm Australian. If anyone's wondering where that funny accent is from, uh, I'm not. I'm not native to San Francisco, uh, and I, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Fast, or Fast, as uh, Americans uh, think of it. And so, it is an American company. We're headquartered here in San Francisco. We're building the one-click checkout for the entire internet with no passwords. Uh, and so that means that, you know, any site that you're on, you'll be able to, um, you know, buy groceries in one click or buy shoes in one click and no more login forms, no more registration forms, no more filling out credit card uh, details. We make it really easy right across the internet. Great. Um, and, and, and right about now, somebody in you know, Wichita, Nebraska or Wichita, Kansas or wherever Wichita is actually located, is, is shaking her or his head and saying, why am I listening to an HR broadcast podcast about a guy who's developing business uh, solutions? You, uh, you, you shared some, some detail with us before we got brought it, brought you on the show. You've actually had some very um, HR centric kind of moves that you've had to make in your own company from the COVID-19 and you've done some surveys and stuff. And that's actually what we're going to talk about, which is a concept of, flexible work plan, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, the world's gone through a, a fairly dramatic shift, obviously, over the last um, few months, as, as we are all well aware. And um, and so how that's impacted work, you know, and, and how it will, you know, I think forever impact work is, um, is really interesting. And, uh, you know, when we were an entirely San Francisco headquartered company uh, leading into COVID, and the second we went into, you know, in the lockdown, we made a decision to start um, recruiting uh, remote staff or, or people in other areas as well. Um, there was no inherent benefit for us to be only recruiting people in San Francisco uh, during this period because we were going to be in lockdown for months. And, uh, and there's a lot of great people around the world. And so we decided to open that up. And, you know, we spent, um, we, since the start of COVID, uh, we've hired more people than our entire team going into COVID to give you an idea as to the sort of scale of that. And um, and some of them, you know, some of the people we brought on have still been in San Francisco. It's not like we're not hiring here. And in fact, it's still mm-hmm. a, a strong portion of them are, but, uh, you know, a good portion are based elsewhere. And I think one of the things we realized was that, um, you know, basically all of our, like, uh, you know, standard conceptions of, of work, and I think a lot of people are having this realization, 
is simply um, simply not true right now and, and likely will never be true to the same degree um, before. And so we've done, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of surveying and a lot of um, research into like, you know, our team specifically, but also just the general public, uh, you know, in America mm -hmm. and around the world. And, uh, you know, are keen to come up with better models to make um, work uh, work for um, for us and our team and our staff and their families and, and everything else. So, yeah, it's a really interesting yeah. time. So, so you, so like I work in retail, you know, I'm one of your potential customers, although I have nothing to do with that purchasing decision, but yeah, I got to turn the blog off now. Um, no, the, um, it, the, and we've talked about this on other episodes with other guests. I mean, when the, when COVID caused basically our economy to shut down, a lot of people were instantly turned loose, you know, some on unemployment, some signed furlough. But then there were there were some companies like like the one I work for, a grocery retailer, that immediately decided because we saw business coming at us like crazy, we're unable to keep up. So we hired something like twenty thousand people in the first month, like mid March to mid April. Yeah. We added yeah. about twenty thousand people, which is like a ten percent increase over what our normal yeah. uh, contingent across the country is. And I know you're a much smaller company, but I think you guys mm. had a similar experience in that you. Um, you not only had all the issues from COVID-19, but you also had the challenge of hiring people during during the pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and um, go ahead. yeah. No. Go no ahead. I, I think this this just plays you know directly into um, my sort of point before is you know as you know we, we hire a different profile of of people obviously to you know to a sort of supermarket chain, but um, a lot of our people are engineers or product people and you know so forth, but um, but uh, uh, so because of that, we want to hire great people and, and the wider the net, uh, you know, as if you remove the geographical <laughs> restrictions, suddenly it's a much wider net of people who sure. you can recruit. Uh, and so, you know, the opportunity for us was was far greater um, in doing that. The um, and where you live is, you know, the cost of living is so high that, you know, a lot of people yeah. don't have the option to go there. So so you st so you mentioned doing a survey, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, you also also mentioned, you know, kind of creating a flexible work plan. I think you guys call it fast flex. Correct. Yep. And yeah. what, so, yeah. go ahead. Tell us a little bit about fast flex. Yes. So we think of fast flex as like the ultimate in um, in workplace flexibility. And, um, and and but we really think that this is this is the ultimate model um, and uh, for both the, you know, the employer and the employees. What it is, is I think that a lot of people mistake remote work or working from home as flexible work, right? But yeah. that's not flexible work. That you've now just changed the de demand on people. Instead of demanding that somebody is in an office, you demand that they work from home. That's, there's nothing flexible about that. That's, you know, you know it's, it's another um, thing that they have to do. And a lot of the world is, is obviously trapped into doing that at the moment. Um, but there's a lot of people really unhappy with working from home. You know, the fact that the businesses can continue to function or, you know, or at least uh, turn the wheels uh, with people from work, working from home doesn't mean that that is the next model that will come through. Now, for some people it is. Some people absolutely thrive working from home or working outside of an office, um, you know, even in a sort of typical white collar environment. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, but for other people, they don't. And, and this is a really personalized thing. Uh, or, you know, also some people, um, you know, just don't have the option. We, you know, we've got people that work, that work with us that live with nine people 
it's really mm. impractical for them to be, you know, for them to work from home. Um, it just doesn't, you know, they don't have the space, they don't have the, you know, quiet, um, quiet space, and they don't have the infrastructure to kind of support that. So where do these people work? The, you know, these people really need to work from another space. And mm-hmm. obviously, if they're in close proximity to an office, then the office would seem like a great place to provide that infrastructure for them. Right? If they're not in close proximity to an office, then what happens? Because they can't work from home right. and they can't work from an office. And so, uh, you know, so for us, um, FastFlex is about um, the ultimate flexibility in terms of you can come and work from our office, you can work from your house, or you can work from the Bahamas. And we really don't mind. Um, and you can change that daily. So, you know, we, we literally right now, I, you know, our head of engineering took off to Turkey two days ago. He's got family there and they've got a young child and family can help out with the kids for a couple of months. Uh, and mm-hmm. we'll just be working from Turkey and, and, and doing all of the exact same work from there. We have, you know, someone who, and he was from Mountain View here in the Bay Area. Uh, you know, we've got another one of our staff in, I think, Michigan at the moment, visiting family, mm-hmm. but working from there. And so... It's it's really about um, building in systems, uh, you know, to make uh, flexible work uh, function, you know, uh, um, well for a business, and then that is the best um, option for all employees because you can cover every base, right? Is that you can basically accommodate any type of worker. It also means people with, you know, here in San Francisco, there's absolutely atrocious support for dis- people with disabilities. Um, you know, I'm sort of embarrassed to say that, like, out the, the building that we're in just virtually has no support for, you know, people with wheelchairs, right, or wheelchair mm-hmm. access. And, and I think that's horrible. Suddenly, you open up flexible work and people with disabilities are absolutely not disadvantaged in being able to work for us. Um, and, uh, you know, or any company here is that they can suddenly um, perform all of the same functions as anyone else. And uh, so I think that, you know, it really opens up a much broader talent pool for us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, much, much different, broader groups of people who can work with us and, um, and, and improves, you know, employee satisfaction as well. And that means that, yeah, to your point, it's a really expensive place uh, to live here. Uh, people can live in much, you know, cheaper places and still uh, command sort of strong um, paying, paying roles. Yeah. Um, how, how big is your company and what, what, is, uh, what does a typical employee look like for FAST? Yeah, so we're about 50 people. Uh, okay. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're in a sort of early stage um, tech company, but, but we're not tiny uh, in terms of you know, early stage companies. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, over half of our team are software engineers. Um, so uh, you're here in the Bay Area, they're, <laughs> these are like um, royalty and, you know, they command um, high, high wages typically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we also have people in, you know, sales and marketing and operations and product and, um, all, you know, security and all other functions. And um, so mostly, you know, these are white collar jobs. I think our youngest employee is about 20. Oldest is, you know, probably in their 60s. Um, so quite a sort of broad profile. We have people in mm-hmm. lots of countries working for us now. We have people in Switzerland and obviously Canada and the US, um, uh, Turkey, you know, Ukraine. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, well over um, half of our staff are in the US, and uh, half of our half of our team roughly is in the Bay Area. But we've got people in Colorado. Um, you know, we've got people in in, in various other places, parts of the country, one in Michigan at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you're right. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not tiny. You're, you're kind of at that, especially for a startup, right? That's the, uh, that's usually three guys or whatever the, the stereotype is. Um, yep. But 
I, 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 was, I was reminded as I was reading some of the notes here of that a few weeks ago, uh, also in San Francisco, I guess, Mark Zuckerberg mentioned that, you know, Facebook is, is going to go virtual. But he talked about adjusting pay because people that choose to live in Idaho or Michigan, as, yes. as you mentioned a couple of times, may not have the same cost of living as they would have in San Francisco. And I think you guys have done some work in this area about flexibility. You've done some research, right, that shows – I think some interesting trends, if you, if you could, especially um, as you, you know, as you made this move within your own organization, if you could talk to us about that and share some of the trend data. I don't, you know, I'm not worried about numbers, just kind of what you're seeing in the in the workplace yeah. from your own yeah. perspective. So there's a lot of interesting things here. So I, I think the reality is um, that uh, you know Facebook, uh, uh, you know, obviously openly said it. Um, I think a lot of tech companies know that their wages bills are likely going to decrease um, in doing this, right? Uh, because the the competition for talent here in the Bay Area in Silicon Valley is so incredibly high um, that uh, you know the, the the wages and and the cost of living here as well is so incredibly high that wages have have you know skyrocketed for years. Uh, as soon as you uh, you know as soon as people move to regional areas or areas outside of the Bay Area and, uh, you know, and, and can, can now can continue to work for like tech giants, then tech giants not only uh, have access to the same people, but now there's no inherent benefits for someone in Michigan to be working for, uh, uh, for, for Facebook or over someone in another country, right, where the economies are even, uh, you know, are even lighter and wages are even lower. And so why would Facebook prioritize, you know, hiring someone in the Bay Area over someone in Michigan, over someone in the other, you know, in another part of the world, uh, if, they've got the, if they're at the same talent level, right? Because if, if geographical proximity isn't a factor, then everyone is kind of on an even playing field. And there are a lot of people in a lot of different parts of the world and in a lot of different parts of the U.S. that can afford to live off a lot less and, uh, you know, a, a, a much smaller wage than people get here in, in Silicon Valley is still a lot of money, right? And it's more mm-hmm. money than they may have received already. And so I think it's natural that that, um, that, that is just going to come down because, um, it, it, you know, the competition increases as soon as you increase, as you know, as in competition uh, from other countries um, compete for talent as soon as you widen that net. Uh, so I think that um, I think that's quite normal. The other thing is, yeah, you know, we did research. Two-thirds of Americans are, are willing to take a pay cut to be able to relocate to other areas. Typically, you know, especially from the sort of software engineering side, typically they want to move to quieter areas. They want to move to less expensive areas. You know, a lot of the people mm-hmm. working in the you know, in this sector, they are, they're, you know, they're of the age of, you know, sort of settling down, um, starting families, you know, or they've got young families and they want to live in a house with a yard and, you know, be able to have a, have a dog and have their, their kids have a bedroom each and so forth. And, and here it's like, you know, a, a, a one bedroom apartment is two and a half thousand, starts at like two and a half thousand dollars a month. Um, yeah. It's really expensive. And so, uh, you know, they do what they want to live in other areas that are nicer, cleaner. Um, and uh, yeah. One of the one of the sing, you know individual statistics that I saw that that actually surprised me was that men um, are more likely to take a pay cut for flexible work than women, and the numbers were 74% of men would take a pay cut for flexible work as a, compared to women, which would be 58%. 
Um, why do you think that is? And did your research delve into that at all? You know, I, I, so I find these areas absolutely fascinating. Um, and so, no, we didn't go into um, the sort of uh, gender disparity in, in, in results. Um, but, you know, and, and I don't have great answers. I've got probably more questions and answers in this space. Yeah. But I can tell yeah. you, you know, we see, it, we see it as well in terms of, like, my co-founder and I, my co-founder, Alison um, by Alan, uh, you know, we we have been extremely active at trying to recruit um, uh, sort of you know uh, women across across the organisation since the start. Right, there is a gender imbalance in tech. There's no denying it, and um, and we've been like we were absolutely um, uh, sort of passionate about building in a diverse and inclusive team from day one, and that's both in terms of gender and you know um, religion and um, every other makeup. Right, and um, and we've done a pretty good job, but there is definitely still a gender balance here, and, and, and we work really, really hard. And I can tell you that one of the um, one of the reasons, or one of the things that we see, is that uh, women have have been more risk adverse with early stage tech, right? Um, so for a, for a company of our stage, we were two people in November. So whilst we're 50 now, we're one of the fastest growing companies here. Mm-hmm. And um, men are a lot more likely to be to take that risk early on is is to jump you know to jump ship into a new company with n- no idea whether or not the company's going to work right that's the idea okay. of startups it's that you just don't know and so you kind of take a risk and i think that there's something around men having a larger you know propensity to take this risk with career and that could be a pay cut that could be a new job that could be joining an early stage company that could be investing money into an early stage company we see this in investing as well um and uh, and so i i, I and you know what? The answer isn't, well, women just need to like, um, uh, you know, take more risks. The mm. really, there's so much. Um, I think there's so many, so much complexity here. It's about as a society, as a business, you know, we're, we're always sort of asking, how can we decrease that risk? You know, if if a startup went under, and you know, the women working there, would they, you know, be able to go out and get a job as easily as as men, or would they feel confident in doing that? You know, and um, and we need to be able to set up those support systems. And so I, I, I would hazard a guess that there's similar factors here at play um, about uh, taking a pay cut to move somewhere else. It's, it's a risk of, um, you know, not being able to grow from that position that perhaps men don't um, perceive as, as big of risk, a risk. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, like under your fast flex plan, I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but Perfect. as I'm... Sure. Um, under your fast flex plan, I had a couple questions. The first one being, how do you how do you approach, like how do you do this? I guess you have some onboarding procedures, but how do you figure out what the employee wants? And then once you figure that part out, I guess the second question is, how do you help them if they're working from Michigan, as you said? So take us through your hiring process, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. So it's so an interesting thing. So basically, by default, everyone is flexible. And sorry, not only by default, everyone is flexible full time. So to us, we don't consider anyone individually, right? As in, mm-hmm. everyone is has full access to the flexible program. So we have, you know, we, we can have teams. Obviously, no one's working from our office at the moment. We're in lockdown again in San Francisco. But um, but so typically, I mean, people could come in and work from our office today, and then not again for a month if that's what suits them. Um, you know, they could have in-laws staying at their house and they just can't get any work done, right? And so they need yeah. to come and work in the office space. And so we just allow that. Um, 
everyone gets a so we provide you know laptop we provide top top of this you know um, uh, top of the line equipment for all of our team every single person they get a laptop they get a monitor they get a keyboard they get a mouse they get a laptop riser so they can have a complete digital setup in their house we also give a stipend so that um, you can buy ergonomic furniture for your house. You can buy a standing okay. desk, you can buy a chair. Um, so if you don't have, you know, the, the physical, you know, space at the moment or, or the tools, you know, the, the furniture to be able to work from home, now you can. You can buy that. You're not at a loss. We'll, we'll cover that cost for you. Um, and we do that for every single person, regardless of even if you come into the office five days a week because you love mm. coming into the office, you can still buy yourself a desk for home. Um, uh, because you can have that flexibility. It's a, you know, obviously it's one of expense. You know, it's not $500 a month. Uh, and the, the other thing that we do is we give everyone a, um, a, a sort of technology stipend of $75 a month. So the idea is it'll pay for internet at home and you know mobility. Okay. Um, and uh, and so again, you've got access to the internet. You've got the furniture. You've got the you know um, electronic equipment. And this is for people all around the world. You know, we do have people in other countries. We do the same thing. Um, we give them all of the same access. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really our view. If they want to come from work, the, work from the office, they, they can. I think that the reality for us, and, and I do think this is going to be more common, especially over the next sort of 10 years, is that office spaces are critical. I think people need space to work from, whether it's your, you've got a headquarters or something or an office, or you provide them access to co-working facilities like a membership and right. work like that um, some people need physical spaces to work from and they like that outside of the house uh, but um, uh, yeah I think that uh, the reality of offices is even if people uh, are coming into an office in the future it's likely not going to be the same physical space that your co-workers or your boss are working from even if it's run by the same company right is that you uh, like I, I do think that we will open more offices around the place um, but that doesn't mean that everyone has to use them. They don't have to use them if they don't want to. And it's not a place where you go and it's like it's the grind. It's a place that has like physical resources for you. You know, it has right. a desk for you and it has a monitor and, you know, it just has space for you and you can use it to work. Um, that is, I think, the big difference in, in what's coming. I have to throw in because the, the human resources person in me finds it fascinating. You listed oh. out the stipend and a bunch of stuff. You also send, I think, uh, shipments of snacks to your people at home, right? Yeah, well, you know, and this is probably the stereotypical tech coming out in us. But, but I tell you what, especially like right now, you know, the world is uh, obviously going through such an interesting time, right? And, um, and I think that we, we can't misstate how important it is to make sure that one, for like just for employees, raw health that we worry about like me the mental health of our employees physical health of our employees um right. and team i think that's really critical uh, but the other thing is like as a lot of people i mean everyone is kind of working from home or, or, or remote at the moment right because of covid and so how do you build culture when no one is in the same office it's it's it's, it's just harder because all the traditional principles aren't there so for us we have a lot of team activities you know we have uh, a week happy hour and we have a, a weekly you know zoom happy hour we have a zoom lunch once a week we do an all hands every friday we have like lots of activities with the group and and i tell you what the team absolutely loves them in most of the time it's driven by the team like not by the company um hmm. and yeah we, we you know so the zoom lunch will pay for everyone to order order food at a local restaurant near them we love supporting small local businesses so we have them all pay on a company card to a to a business that's near them and they we do the same thing with snacks so we'll order, you know, a sort of 
um, uh, a, a gift package of snacks that we try and order from you know local businesses and, and send to our employees. And uh, yeah, I think you know we we do some like really nice things that um, uh, really help to build that culture, help to build you know team team morale, and and really just means that we can check in on people and 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 make sure that everyone's you know ha- happy and dealing with not just you know company and, and role, but like um, uh, the, the state of the world and and, um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the other statistics I noted uh, about being in a physical, you know, kind of mandatory office time, if you will, versus, you know, having the flexibility that you're striving to create for your workforce. And the statistic out of your research said that 39% of Americans are less comfortable returning to their physical workplaces now than they were 30 days ago. So the, you know, COVID, you know, came, it, it didn't leave, but it seemed to diminish, you know, in maybe in a slightly um, in, incorrectly assumed that, sorry, I think that we felt like COVID was ratcheting down and that turns out to not be true. So, um, like, I guess I'm just curious about the, you, you did this survey and, and um, learned some interesting things. Why did you do the survey and what are you, how are, how are you putting it to work at FAST? Yeah, so uh, you know we we're not a dictatorship, right? Um, we put in place policies because we want um, to provide a framework that's going to help our team and that's going to help, you know, obviously our business as well. But there's no point in putting in place a framework if if it's not actually going to work, right? Or if, right. Um, if it doesn't suit the way that people want to live and people want to work and and people want to interact with us. And so, you know, it's important to back up, um, you know, in, intuition, I think, and I think we've got it well with, um, with, with data about what Americans want and what people around the world want and what our team want. And um, so that's why we did it is to understand how people will react to, uh, you know, to distributed work and to flexible work, and remote work. And what are the challenges that they're seeing? You know, do they want to relocate, you know, what, what does that do to wages and what does that do to, you know, culture and, um, uh, yeah, what are all the sort of intricacies happening here? Because the world, like, there's no denying that the world is changing. The world has changed. And mm-hmm. um, we need to understand in what ways, you know, that has taken place and, and, and try and predict, you know, the ways that it's going to continue to change. And uh, so that, one, we're not just being reactive, but we're being really proactive with um, providing, like, just a, a, a really great place and for people to work and, and be part of their lives. That, that, that's super important. Are you are you big enough to have a human resources person, or do, do you or one of your other colleagues do the HR work? Uh, no, we've got an HR manager and um, uh, and a director of talent. I mean, like I said, we we grew from we, so nine months ago we were two people, right. and we're now about fifty. Uh, so we wouldn't have been at this point if we didn't have that sort of resource in place. Um, and so it's been, it's a really important part of our business. On top of HR manager, we got director of talent. Um, so he, you mm-hmm. know, responsible for acquiring, um, you know, talent acquisition and, and hiring. And so, you know, we're building out a, a, a strong organization. I think the next 12 months we grow faster than we've grown now. Um, we definitely will. And so, yeah. um, yeah, you know, building the right foundation is, is really important and, and we will always continue to invest in people. Um, you know, we, that's, it's our number one asset in this business. I know lot, lots of companies say that, and some some get it, not, and not all. That you know, it varies. They're not consistent sometimes. Oh, that's right. So exactly. You want that message to be coming from the team, not from your marketing department. Right. Exactly. And yeah. we, there. Yeah. Look, we're down to just uh, just about two minutes, Dom. So sure. first of all, thanks very much for being on the show. 
Um, secondly, um, I'll give you about 60 seconds if you had one final thought or a learning you want to throw out there for people that might be listening to the podcast. And then I'll ask you to share where they can contact you. Got it. Yeah, so look, definitely um, my big thing on, you know, we're really passionate about fast flakes. We're really passionate about giving people the right structure um, for every single person to be able to work, right, and to be able to um, work to their best abilities and be happy doing so. Um, remote work is not flexible work. Being based in an office isn't flexible work. People having the option of, of you know, doing, uh, working however is going to best suit them at that time, that is the best mm-hmm. option. That is flexible work. And, you know, so flexible work is a policy to, for, for the business to be flexible, not the employee, right? That's, that's the important note. Um, and I really think that that's the best way forward for anyone. Um, I, I, our best channel to, to contact me is, is Twitter, um, uh, you know, very um, active on Twitter, at Dom, uh, D-O-M-M is my handle. Um, but, of course, you can go to fast.co, F-A-S-T dot C-O. Um, you can read about the company. You can sign up. You get one-click checkout to the entire internet. This really is a game-changing product for consumers, completely free for consumers. And, um, and, and you're going to see these buttons right across the internet. We give you one-click login, one-click checkout. So, you know, we'd love to have you as a, as a user. Fantastic. Well, listen, Dom, thanks very much for sharing uh, your, your story and, and some information about, fa- about FASTO, uh, FAST, and look forward to uh, talking to you again sometime in the future. Um, this is Michael, and I'm going to play some goodbye music. Dom, have a great afternoon, okay? Thanks, Michael. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye.